Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I will say this to everybody, though. I'm happy that baseball is right around the corner because it's getting more difficult every day to come up with Patriots content, considering we've been doing it since week 17 finished and absolutely nothing is happening to the fact that I'm sitting there watching one and a half an hour episode of Cam Newton talking to Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson, and Fred Taylor trying to just come up with something. And then as I'm cruising around today, I'm starting to see all this talk about Cam Newton and some kind of what I can only consider ridiculous takes. My boy, Doug Kide, who likes to quote tweet me, says, if there's a concern about pass catchers not wanting to come to New England because of a lack of quality quarterback, I think Cam Newton would be a better draw and recruiter than most of the other quarterbacks we're talking about. He then went on to list Marcus Mariona, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and saying that Cam Newton's MVP from 2015 still carries weight. That's what we're going to talk about today. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ray with my boy Connor. It's Mondays with our boy Tyson. Welcome to the Deer Pass Nation podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. We're back here on YouTube, back here for the podcast. In our fourth last show on Sportscaster, our final day is this Thursday. And then anybody yes, watching us on Sportscaster, we will no longer be there as our contract is up and we're moving on. But going to not waste our boy Tyson's time here. We're going to get into talking about the Patriots. Um it's funny because I saw you put out a tweet, I think it was yesterday, the day before, saying, you know, people have been asking about Patriots content, and basically you're saying what I've been saying. It's hard to come up with Patriots content right now, is it not? <laughs> man, these – I don't know what the hell this franchise is doing, man. I mean, these is <laughs> here, – here's my take, right? I, I really believe that they're tr- they're trying to bargain hunt. They're trying to bargain hunt the most important position in sports. As if they didn't learn their their uh as Belichick as if Belichick didn't learn his lesson with the one million dollar Cam Newton contract, like they are little like did we not just see Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl? Like why are you trying to bargain hunt the the the, the most important the most important position in sports? Like like I'm hearing uh Marcus Mariota, which I I'm okay with. Uh, I, I'll be okay with uh Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. Um, they're just not doing anything. We just saw the Colts trade. What is it? A second round pick and then a third round pick. Second round pick could turn into a first for um Carson Wentz. Not that I wanted Carson Wentz, but you see that they're proactive and they're a team that's on the cusp of of making a run. And all they needed was a quarterback to get him there. 
What are the Patriots doing? And do you think that you can go into free agency and try to entice some of these wide receivers or tight ends like Hunter Henry when you don't got a quarterback? Like, how are you not, how are you just sitting on your ass and doing absolutely nothing? I don't understand it. I don't know what Belichick's doing, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just, I don't, I'm not even in a mood to talk about the Patriots on my channel. They're not doing anything. No, and that's why I I I messaged you today. I'm like, do you want to come on or do you want to just chill? Because you can just because it's, it's it is it's look, dude. We do this five days a week, and it is very difficult to do this five days a week. I mean, this is basically a chat led program now because trying to come up with a title, let alone enough content to fill what we do, is becoming impossible. Yeah, Con- Connor, you heard what Tyson had to say, man. Like, do you have any argument, or are you kind of there? No, um, I, I agree in both senses. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do at quarterback. Um, I, I've heard every take under the sun at this point. I've heard they're going to trade for Watson. I've heard they're going to trade for Mariota. They're going to sign, resign Cam Newton. They're waiting for Jimmy G to get cut. Um, it's all speculation right now. That's all we really have to go on. The season's over. There's not much to talk about between now and free agency, the draft. You know, it's it's tough. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I Nothing would surprise me with what they do at quarterback. Well, and this is what I got into. Well, it's what I've been getting into the last week with you and with Sarah and with, with even with Lawrence. Like, we keep talking about all these quarterbacks, and I'm just like, these options suck. Right? Yeah, like, pretty much. We're we're talking about the difference between should we trade for Derek Carr or should we trade for Marcus Mariota or should we sign Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know, like I've I've heard like let me ask you guys this because I've heard this rumor that the Patriots may be looking at Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, at that point, do you, oh just, God. Do, you just, do you just concede the season? Woof. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But what do you think about this? Doug Kide and Evan Lazar, and they're all kind of stroking each other today. Uh, they all believe that Cam Newton can attract pass catchers. And one thing that I've been consistent on the last, you know, two months is he throws it at people's ankles. And his mm-hmm. inc- his inconsistencies is brutal. Like, I'll start with you, Tyson. Like, is Cam Newton going to attract Allen Robinson to sign with the Patriots? No. And, and for those that want to know, um, I paid that kid to uh, talk trash to Cam Newton. listen man i mean is this is where we are now where we're just cam newton's gonna come back like the dude is not can't throw the ball anymore like he's washed up we saw what cam did last season what makes you think this season is going to be any different and for those who say oh he didn't have any weapons Oh, he wasn't. He was only. What is the excuse? I was, oh, I was only in a system for two months in a twenty-year-old system, bro. You were throwing at receivers' feet. I don't care who the hell the receiver was. You were throwing at receivers' feet all year long. Like they were some of the most, like this, 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 some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen in my life. I don't care if I, if I was out there running at uh, running routes like you you still throwing it at people's feet like how can you excuse that he just doesn't have it you can see his motion the same messed up motion that that led him out of carolina is why he's why he's like searching for another team he's not going to be back with the patriots man if, if belichick really brings this dude back we better have drafted mac jones we better have brought somebody else in other than that, man, he I just I just don't see how he's going to be the starter of this team next season. He's just he's he's done, man. Yeah. No, and for those of you who don't know Tyson, he was he's probably 
in, in whole the biggest Cam Newton fan I've ever met. So I it's was. not like he's it's not like he's been a Cam Newton hater his whole life. Like you were I wish I wish him well. Him. I, I wish him well. Listen, whatever team decides to pick him up, I wish him nothing but success. I really do. Just not with the Patriots. Just not with the Patriots. He's just Fair. and and if if somehow we he is our starter next season, of course I'm gonna support him. But I'm gonna tell the truth. I'm gonna tell the truth how it is. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I want this team to be back in, in Super Bowl contention. And that's just that does not involve having Cam Newton as a starter. It's just as bad as 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 that sucks. You know what I mean? It did that's just what it is, man. But like I said, what the hell is Belichick doing, man? And I was listening to the radio today. He's literally bargain hunting. Like, how are you bar- trying to bargain hunt? Oh, well, well you know, it's uh, what did he say? The market is suited to sellers rather than buyers. Well, no shit. Everyone, <laughs> everyone wants a quarterback, Bill. But the quarterback position is the reason why you can win a Super Bowl, Bill. What makes you th- all these quarterbacks out there? Do you think? And plus, you really think they're gonna like give you a bargain? Being that you've been fleecing teams for the past 20 years? No. If you want a quarterback, do what it takes to get a quarterback. If you want if you want a certain type of quarterback, then pay what it takes to get a quarterback. Stop trying to, well, you know, I don't want a second round. What about a fourth round? Like you're trying to, and that's the reason why we're in the position that we are in right now. It's because Bill yep. Belichick thinks he can outsmart these GMs like he's been doing for the past 20 years, and it's not going to work anymore. Like, like everyone knows how Bill is. No, and I think that's his, yeah, and I agree. I think that his tricks have been have been exposed a little bit. They know what he, I think back to it was two years ago when they had the trade in place for Odell Beckham, and then the Giants kind of sat back and thought, well, wait a minute, if the Patriots really want him, Maybe we got to hang on to this kid for another year because, right. you know, like Belichick doesn't just make a trade for the sake of making a trade. Um, listen, though, I wasn't a fan of going after Carson Wentz, so I'm happy they didn't make that move. Uh, I don't know where they were with the Stafford situation, but from what we heard, Stafford didn't want to go come to New England anyways mm-hmm. uh, because he doesn't believe that the Patriots are going to be competitors. Tyson, let me ask you this question because it's something that we've been discussing for the last few days here. Uh, let me start with, let me tell you, my biggest fear is that this Patriots team is going to be another like seven or eight win team because yeah. that that's to me the worst case scenario because you're, mm-hmm. you're still drafting at 16, 17, 15. You're not making the playoffs. You're, you're not really rebuilding. You're just kind of living Stuck in purgatory. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're basically where the Buffalo bills were for a long time where they'd win mm-hmm. their six, seven games, not have enough to get a quarterback and they'd be in purgatory. I'm willing to have a bad season draft Mac Jones, get rid of some of your older assets, accumulate a good draft pick for next year, use your money in free agency next year, come back in 2022, because I'm just looking at the options out there. And if Belichick's not willing to trade for a Watson, or I heard today that, you know, the, 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 the bid starting at three first rounders for Russell Wilson, you know, if you're not willing to go out and make I heard move, that too. <laughs> yeah. If you're not willing to go out and make, and I mean, listen, I mean, I saw a point today. I saw these guys on Twitter talking about it. They're guys, I, I think they're douchebags, but they make good points. They said, you know, if you look at the Patriots last three, you know, first round picks, it's Sony, Michelle, um, Isaiah, Wynn and Nikhil Harry. I'd gladly yep. give up those three for Russell Wilson. Right. If that's, if that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So I mean, I I do it. Would you drop three firsts on Russell Wilson? 
who we're gonna if we do yeah i would i would do that but the question is i mean well yeah if you get russell wilson then you then you start to attract some free agents as far as wide receivers and uh tight ends go so once you bring what the problem is they have to make a move at the quarterback position um before free agency because if you if you wait until free agency all these receivers and tight ends are going to go to teams that already have a quarterback and then you're going to be stuck once you get a quarterback you're going to be stuck okay well who do who do okay like you won't have any more weapons left to get for him you know no. what i'm saying you're going to you have russell wilson what stuck throwing a freaking to kill harry and um i see i see yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And and then if you're and if you're getting free agents, honestly, you're getting a bunch of Danny Amendola's. And it's not a knock on Danny Amendola, but Danny Amendola without Edelman and Gronk and Brady is just Danny Amendola. Like he's a right. guy, right? He's not a star on your team. Um what do you think of Mac Jones, Tyson? Because that's the guy that I've been kind of riding. I think from a quarterback perspective, because I don't think mm-hmm. Justin Fields or Trevor, obviously Trevor Lawrence won't be available. I don't know if Trey Lance probably won't be available. Mac Jones probably seems like the best option. The problem with Mac Jones is the fact that he was throwing to wide open receivers his entire college career. Yeah. You won't get that type of separation in the, at, the, at the NFL level. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to be hitting wide open targets every freaking Saturday. But how good is he when 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 he has to throw it right on the money? You know what I'm saying? And we just I just haven't seen it from him. Um, I think it's a good. I think like I said, I'll be ecstatic if we get Mac Jones. Um, like mobile quarterbacks. Okay, he's not mobile quarterback, but um, I think Charlie Weiss came out and said that he's the pro typical Patriots type of quarterback. Yeah, um, I respect everything that Charlie Weiss. Um, says you know he used to be obviously the Patriots offensive coordinator yeah. um he coached Brady Quinn in the, at Notre Dame so he knows a little bit about the quarterback position um like I said man I'll be cool with Mac Jones the only problem like I said he's going to have to I, I need I need to see him in NFL action meaning preseason and see how you know what I'm saying or, or, or I don't know how he looked at the at pro day or whatever if he even had a pro day or the scouting I need to see him at the scouting combine I need to see um, cornerbacks draping over these receivers and see where those balls land instead of because like I said Alabama he had the most talented team that any quarterback can play behind and the question is what is it really like obviously it's not all him but how good is he you know what I mean like how great of a quarterback it's kind of like a Joe Burrow like how great is he right. you know what I mean well and that's look and, and that was my thing about Joe Burrow I said that Joe Burrow was a guy and I didn't predict this but i said if you were to tell me from last year's draft you know who's got draft bust written all over them i said it was joe burrow he went from and he went from the backup at ohio state not being able to get a starting job uh i believe even back up dwayne haskins of all people everybody knows how i feel about him and i'm an osu guy uh then he goes to lsu he's a mediocre quarterback and then he comes out and wins the heisman and he's phenomenal but he's also playing with one of the best college offenses we'd ever seen at LSU that year that they won the national championship. Right. And I'm not saying he's going to be a bust, but I said, if you, I had to predict, I mean, he has it all over him and I agree with you on Mac Jones. That's the only knock on the guy. Um, Connor, before we get to the comments, because I'm actually just running out of questions to ask. Um, you just mentioned that you, or Tyson, you mentioned that you'd be okay with, with Mariota. Um, 
do you like Marcus Mariota? Like when you look at him, is he a guy you could do? You, would you like to give him a chance with the Patriots or is that like, let's bring him in if there's nobody else available? Me? I'm asking Tyson. Oh, oh, um, the reason why, listen, I wasn't high on Mariota until I seen him in action against Miami with the Raiders. And this dude hasn't played football in a year and a half. Dude looked like a starting quarterback to me. I mean, he was throwing darts. He looked mobile. He looked like he was ready to prove something. Um, I think Marcus Mariota, he's only 27, right? He's only 27 years old. Yeah. Um, I, I ain't going to lie, man. I think he would be a way better option than what Cam Newton brings. He's younger. He's more mobile. He doesn't have that. Um, he does have an injury history. But um, I think he was just let out to pasture in ten, with, with the Titans. I think he needs a new scenery. He needs somebody like a coach, like a Belichick that can coach him up. Um, he needs some, and plus him getting a starting job with the Patriots, the confidence that would give him. And like I said, if you look at that Raiders and Dolphins game, man, his accuracy was ridiculous. I didn't know who I was like. Marcus Mariota could throw like throw the ball like that, and he has playoff experience. Remember now, he caught a touchdown pass to himself. <laughs> yeah. um, was it against <laughs> the, the Chiefs? <laughs> Yeah, so he knows back. how to beat the Chiefs. Um, yeah, man, I'm all down for Mark. Listen, and he and he won't even be that expensive. The Raiders no. have to get rid of him free because they got cap problems. You won't even have to spend that much to get him, which is why I'm still wondering what the hell is Belichick waiting for? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe Mariota is not on his number one list. Maybe he's waiting for Jimmy G. Maybe, he, like I said, I don't know what the hell Belichick's thinking. The problem I have is that there are reports that the Patriots are have inquired about every freaking quarterback there is available, which makes me think like he just shows how desperate you are. One, two, do you even know what the hell you're doing if you're inquiring about every single quarterback? Like you just like you could just think you could just bring any any quarterback in here. You know what I mean? And that's a problem with me. Like either you like a quarterback or you don't like them. Stop going after every single quarterback that's on the market. And we still don't got a quarterback, which is insane to me. But well, and I'm almost <laughs> it, it is what it is, man. I'm almost wondering if it's just because they don't like the quarterbacks that are available. Right. I mean, you know, it's. I think what was telling to me was when they sent two scouts to Trevor Lawrence's pro day, not because they thought they could trade for Trevor up for Trevor Lawrence <laughs> if they have any chance for him. That wasn't what it is, but. Trevor Lawrence is the bar, right? That's who every quarterback's going to be compared against is Lawrence because he's the first overall. And I really think the Patriots are looking in the draft. And and I hope that they – I think what would, would kill me is, you know, and I don't know what this kid's going to turn out to be, but we saw them trade out of 20 in Green Bay, drafted, you know, Jordan Love. And we saw all these quarterbacks, you know, coming out of the draft. It would kill me if I saw the Patriots either trade out of that 15 pick and take, like – a Kyle Trask in the second round, which is like a reach, oh my you know, God. Be, but I mean, it's such a Belichick move to do that. Right. Like it's, it, it's where, where is he going to get his guys at? Um, He'll draft like this, another safety from Rutgers or Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you play for Rutgers, you can be a Patriot, right? And That's Michigan true. now for some reason. Um, but somebody asked me this the other day, do you guys, off the top of your head, can you tell me in recent years successful Alabama quarterbacks? Um, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> would, I, would he be considered Alabama, or would he now be considered? Uh, he went to where to Oklahoma after, right? Um, McCarron had a little success. Um, what are we talking about success here? Because there's not too much to 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that was it. Like, because I was talking about Mac Jones, and I like Mac Jones, and yep. someone said to me, like, Ray, like, who's really like a really successful Alabama quarterback? Because they all play in that Nick Saban system. He's it's all running recruiters. backs. Well, it is, but they have receivers too. But it's also it's one yeah. of the best recruiting systems in college, right? And and mm-hmm. you know, and then you add yeah, Nick Saban, Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, you got look at Damian Harris. He's an Alabama kid, you know. Like it, it, it's even the Patriots of, of uh, Hightower was an Alabama kid, right? Like like there's been great players to come out of Alabama, and that sometimes they wonder if the quarterback is boosted up uh, because that's uh, trust me, Ohio State quarterbacks. That's what I tell people all the time. That's why I'm saying. I know people like Justin Fields. I know he showed some flashes during, you know, the, the playoff runs and then, you know, a little bit in, in, in the BCS championship, the national championship game. What I just tell people though is I've been, wa- I watched that kid play like Ohio state is built off of defense and running backs. Right. Yeah. And um, when, what's his name, the running back Ohio state went down against Alabama. That was the game right then and there. Like that was the game. I said it. I knew it was done. And I was on with you guys just watching Ohio get their asses handed to them, right? On a silver platter. Um, you know, there's not a lot of successful, but a lot of successful running backs, you know, Zeke and Eddie George come out of there. A lot of good linebackers, a lot of good corners, uh, some wide receivers, but quarterbacks aren't usually successful. Uh, Connor, you want to pull up some comments, man? And uh, we'll talk a little bit more Patriots and then we can uh, let Tyson get. Oh, one question for you, Tyson. I've been watching your daily troll of the Chiefs fans, you know, day 13, day 14, and I'm loving them. Uh, are we expecting another YouTube video coming up, or is this just going to be a pure Twitter troll? I just, Dude, I, honestly, bro, I've been taking a break these last four or five days, man. I just got YouTubed out, like, eventually. Uh, and plus, it's the offseason. Like I said, Patriots ain't doing nothing. Um, listen, I, I, I think I've trolled the Chiefs enough. Obviously, I'm going to troll them every <laughs> once in a while. I'm still going to do the Super Bowl 55 was rigged, but, but why it deserved to be rigged. Um, like I said, that's probably nice. going to drop some somewhere this week. I just love that uh, you're doubling down. No, as it. far as the Chiefs go, man, their fans, I think, you know, like I said, man, there's really nothing else I can say um, about Mahomes. I think I think they've taken their licks. Like I said, eventually it just gets tired, tiresome. I got to try to focus on the Patriots right now, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, and I see less and less reaction to your tweets as well, and I was trying to figure out why, and then I remembered that, like, you're blocked by most of them, so they wouldn't. Well, yeah, they all blocked me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Connor, you want to pull up some comments? All right, we got one here from Lawrence. Lawrence Owens says, I've seen some draft experts are now saying that Mac Jones won't get out of the top 10. Yeah, he's gone up draft boards from what I've seen very quickly, so I don't know if he'll even be there at 15. I just say keep in mind that we've seen this before in the past where they say guys are going to go mm-hmm. up. But actually, like, you know who Mac Jones reminds me of? He reminds me of the Justin Herbert of last year's draft. That kid was anywhere between number five and number 25. Like, the way right. he fluctuated in his his draft thing. And I remember when the Chargers took him at five, some people thought they were reaching a little bit. And uh, that really... Everyone thought. I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to be that good. No. Well, Lawrence, right. the guy who's making, he's one of my sportscaster colleagues. I mean, he just, he ripped it. And, uh, you know, Justin Herbert. But you know what? I want to see, though. Like, Justin Herbert looked good. I want to see with a new coach, with a new system, if they can win. Because that's one thing they weren't doing, right? As yeah. good as he looked, they weren't winning. But that's Anthony Lynn. That is all, believe me, it, that is Anthony Lynn to the T. <laughs> Have you seen some of the way the, the ways they lost some of those games? Yeah, bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. And it I had know, nothing man. to do with Herbert. I promise you that. No, and that's why I want to see the new system. And I talked about Anthony Lynn over and over again about how he was the problem in, in Los Angeles. And 
I mean, listen, you just know your organization just structurally isn't there when your original starting quarterback gets his lung punctured by the team doctors. You know yeah. What I mean? like, it was... All right, Connor, what else we got? All right, we got one here from Ricky Moxley. He says, defense better be Pro Bowl studded to carry the team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots tried to play really tough defense and run the football, but I, I think they are going to need to have a good defense if they're going to do anything this year. But can... Okay, but. Let me ask you guys this. Like, can you win games in the new NFL with just like I know you can win a game, but can you compete with just defense and running the football? Like with the with the way the offense is mm. Because you play a Bucks team like the Chiefs. Bucks did it. That's true. <laughs> they did Brady. That's true. They did, but we saw Brady put up so and playoff football and regular season football is very different, right? Playoff football mm-hmm. is when I think you need a run game, you need that defense. That's when things tighten up. But like you I think can. about a team. I think about a team like the Chiefs, like they can put thirty points on you in a blink of an eye. Yeah, right? but what if you have an elite defense? That's what you would need to beat the Chiefs, right? Yeah, uh, you would need the Patriots from two years ago, who I think helped. Patriots you. did it to the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, uh, in Super Bowl Fifty Three. Yeah, no, and they really did it to the Chiefs a little bit in that AFC Championship game too by shutting mm-hmm. out Mahomes in the first half. Right? I mean, people always keep saying, "Oh, it can't be done." Listen, there's no, listen. The one thing about about football, man, how do you counter a great offense, bro? Just get a defense. Defense wins championships. Nobody ever says offense wins championships. Defense wins championships. Offense yeah. wins games. Defense wins championships. Look at what the, the 2000. I don't want to bring it up, but the freaking 2007 Patriots. I mean, come on. Oh, Defense can carry a team, man. That's true. All right, we have the next one here. Todd Tucker says, "Do you think Pats need to pitch for Vaughn Miller?" Did no. Vaughn, no, no, his career is over. He's you not guys don't Vaughn think he's going to do anything board. again? I don't want. He wants to go to a winner. Why would he want to come to? No. <laughs> and that's, that's the same with J.J. Watt as well. But at the same time, too, like with a guy like Vaughn Miller, it's like a Cam Newton. And I, I know it's different positions, but these are names who aren't – the player it doesn't match the name anymore, you know? Right. And, and that's, that's what it is. We saw that with Michael Bennett. Look how that disaster turned out in, in New England, right? And yeah. he went to Dallas, and it kind of continued. So it, it's guys just fall off. Very true. Somebody brought up Dak Prescott. That's another name that I that I've been trying to trying to convince people of. If the Cowboys don't pay him, why won't the Patriots just pay him? If the you if got the, the Cowboys, cap space for Dak Prescott, that's true. If the, if the Cowboys don't place that franchise tag on him and he's a free agent March 18th, I would be calling Dak and saying, "What's it going to take to bring right. him?" Absolutely. You, you do, yes. And, and, oh my God! And he would. He he would flourish in the Patriots system under Bill Belichick. He is a prototypical type of Patriots quarterback. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see Dak come over. We got to see it happening though. Me, I me think neither. the Cowboys will eventually pay him. Yep. Yeah. But I, you never I, know I with the Cowboys. Right. We got snap time uses on Felgren Maz. I heard Tony Maserati say he picked up some info over the weekend, and it was that Cam had issues throwing the ball last season because he. Bulk. He was a little bit too bulked up. I don't know too much at the gym. I, I didn't hear anything like that. You guys hear that? I think he's just twisting mm, words. So I watched I that. Care. I watched that player thing. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, or to be an athlete, or, or or I'm an athlete, whatever it is with Brent. And he was talking about how he's trying to shed 20 pounds. That's what he was talking about. Oh. There. So I bet you that's him. Did Did they ask him how he felt about seeing Tom Brady win a championship in Tampa Bay? They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> They, but he did. He made a, a statement though that 
it's funny because he started out really like Cam Newton, like the way he was in his, you know, press conferences. But then he kind of called out the coaching staff a little bit. He's like, basically, if I'm going to paraphrase, he was like, I need to go back because we need to flush out 20 years. We need to make this my offense. Like, the, you know, it, it's they're still trying to flush out 20 years. And we ain't fuck. We ain't building no, no, <laughs> team buddy. hell to the no, we ain't flush. No. <laughs> The hell we you think we we got here for twenty years because of you hell no. <laughs> we got a donation here from Ross. Thank you, sir. He said shades, this is for Jules. Hey Connor and Master at Work. What up? What up? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it very much. Let's see. We got one here from King Cato twenty one, which is Joe. He said, add to what Tyson said, the Patriots were ranked third in separation. Does Tyson know that? Yeah, that's separation from of what receiver so, separation. Yeah, so. yeah. You know how last year they blamed like a everybody who was defending Cam Newton, and that was me for for a lot of time. Was talking about how Cam Newton had nobody to throw the football to, right? Where we mm-hmm. started looking at the we started looking at some of the analytics and stuff, and the Patriots actually were right up there for separation. Uh, now that that can be deceiving because that could be downfield six seconds into the play that they get their separation and that, that will mm-hmm. go on for time. But there was a lot. I remember seeing like guys on Twitter who actually break down film and stuff like putting out like Nikhil Harry was wide open and Cam Newton wasn't even looking on that side of the field. And he talked about that today. So he was trying to, he, so he's, um, and this is Sarah's argument. He was basically talking about having COVID brain, but he actually, and I, I don't know, like he said this and I kind of thought, I don't know if you want to say this out loud. And if he does want to come back to New England, probably not the right thing to say. But he was saying that he was under center calling out the, the, the snap. You know, he's like, you know, blue 180. And he led, like forgot the play. He would forget the play at, oh. the, at the line of scrimmage. And he would take snaps mm. and have no idea what routes the receivers were running. And I was mm. like... I, hmm. why, I, why are you saying that out loud? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, you guys got thoughts to that? Like, because it kind of took me back when, when, when you said that. Yeah, that's not something I would readily um, make available to everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was keeping it 100. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, right? Listen, I think Cam, from the outside, from, you know, as a fan, I think he's a great guy. You know what right. I mean? Like, he's a guy I'd love For to sure. sit down, smoke a cigar with, and, and talk football with. But when I hear that you're coming up the line of scrimmage and forgetting the plays, that concerns me, you being the starting quarterback. Like, it really is concerning. Absolutely. All right, we got a donation here from Billy Green. Thank you, sir. He says, should we trade up for Trey Lance or Justin Fields? I know how you feel about Justin Fields, uh, Ray. Um, I don't know. I've said all along, if Belichick has his eyes set on someone, I hope he goes for him. But if not, I don't want them to just draft the quarterback just because they want to draft the quarterback. To appease the fan base. Right. (laughs) Tyson, do you like Justin Fields? No. Nope. What about Trey Lance? I, I do not want him to trade up for Justin Fields. No, me I, I really don't. I, you, I would be very. I mean, I would be. Listen, if it happened, I would talk myself into liking it. Um, but no, I would not like that. Listen, I talked myself into liking Jared Stidham before they signed. Yeah. Oh so God. I can talk myself into anything. <laughs> I know. know? I can talk myself. I saw. Into I saw some that. freaking Instagram post of him. Who was it? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Stidham was on the chalkboard writing something down. Like I don't guess he was studying 
something that stood on. I'm like, yo, just, uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, bro. Like, no offense, man, but you should not be learning anything from Jared Siddham. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're working with Jesse Palmer. Um, yeah, they're working with Jesse Palmer or something like that. Uh, the quarterback guru. Uh, no, I. W- you know what? I mean, again, Trey Lance to me is could go either way. I like Trey Lance. It's one of those things. Can he translate to the NFL? Same with like a Mac Jones. That's sort of the big questions. If they do translate to what we saw in college, they're going to be great quarterbacks. Because I'm an Ohio State guy, I hope that Justin Fields has a good career. Just like I hope that Dwayne Haskins would have a good career. But Dwayne Haskins turned into exactly what I told people Dwayne Haskins would turn into. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be at bad, but he's going to be a guy. He's going to be a guy. He's not going to be great. And I, I wouldn't want him trading up for Justin So Fields. I'm guessing the way the draft board is right now, we're not we're, – obviously we're not getting Trevor Lawrence. We're not getting Justin Fields. We're not getting Trey Lance. We're not getting Zach Wilson. Those are the four quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Those are the four, and now there's talks so, that, that if they mm-hmm. want Mac Jones, they're going to have to trade up to get Mac Jones as well. So there is absolutely no scenario in which either of those five quarterbacks drop past 14. I think Mac Jones is probably the guy. And it'll, if the Panthers, the Panthers are the wild card, there's a couple other things when it comes to the draft that need to fall. Um, if the Panthers make the trade for Deshaun, and it sounds like they're getting really, really aggressive with, with Houston – then they're going to be out of the quarterback mix. They're not going to be drafting a quarterback. Right. It, here's the thing. There's a couple of things that can fall, but it how does it help the it doesn't help the Patriots waiting until the draft. So you got San Francisco who's at 12. If they have their eye on a Mac Jones, then they'd be open to trading a Jimmy Garoppolo. But then you're talking about the Patriots acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo at the draft. So free agency is long over. Right, you're still trying to attract receivers with Cam Newton or or Ryan Fitzpatrick if you don't trade for Mariota. Uh, that you know, Detroit's probably not going to draft a quarterback now. Philly can't. You can't. You have to stick with with Jalen Hurts. You cannot not draft them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at the Patriots wanted to make a move. If any team wanted to make a move and try to get one of those top quarterbacks. Cincinnati has the number five pick, and that's a team I could see trading out of that number five just because they Mm -hmm. have Joe Burrow. Besides that, Jacksonville and the Jets are another team. What are they going to do? Are they going to stick with Sam Darnold, or are they going to draft a quarterback, right? They're they're up in the air on that. That's what the Colts wanted. Uh, A lot of their fans wanted Sam Darnold. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. I think he's been in an awful situation with Adam Gase, and I think there's a big bounce back. You know, Houston will probably go for a quarterback unless they uh, make some crazy swing with, like, the Miami Dolphins and trade Tua for Watson, you know. Uh, but – or, sorry, that's uh, Miami. So Miami's probably not going to draft a quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback regardless of what they do. Sorry, that's Miami's pick now. Atlanta's probably going to take a quarterback – you know, to replace Matt Ryan, since he won't, Philly won't, Detroit won't. Carolina is going to be tight. Denver could go for a quarterback. The Giants won't. San Francisco could go for a quarterback. The Chargers won't. Minnesota could go for a quarterback. So there's a lot of teams ahead of the Patriots that could be in the market for a quarterback. So there's a good chance that all five of those guys don't fall to 15. And if Belichick is really serious about one of them, he may need to trade up. And I'm looking at trading with a team like Cincinnati or you know, uh, well, depending on, on if Carolina's picking at eight or if that's Houston picking at eight, they may not want to, they probably will be going for a quarterback as well. So 
We're talking about the Patriots, if they want to draft one of those top five guys, possibly having to draft up all the way to the fifth overall, which is going to cost a lot of capital the other way. If you, right. if you, if you trade up to the number five pick, you better get somebody better than Mac Jones. <laughs> at that <laughs> you point, you're looking at Trey Lance or uh, Wilson. Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's that's probably what you're looking at at that point. Yeah, trading up to five for Mac Jones is a reach. If, if you know, unless you really like Mac Jones, then you can start looking at trading with guys like you can start looking like to trading with Detroit or possibly Carolina or somebody you know a little deeper into the draft. I think if you let Mac Jones get to San Francisco or Minnesota, one of those two teams will take him. Which then could, and I'm not saying I'm a fan, but I want to know what you guys want to think. That could make Kirk Cousins available <laughs> via trade. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Would it surprise me if they wanted to get rid of him? This and this is the frustrating thing, and we're we're gonna move on to baseball here in a second and say bye to Tyson. But I want to finish, kind of wrap up our conversation with this. This is sort of the frustrating thing for me right now. It's the names that are available outside of the draft. Like I'm looking at these names again. I would I said I wouldn't be upset with Mariota, and I I'd like to see a, a, a Jimmy Garoppolo move if it's if yeah before, those are my two too as well right. But I don't want that happening at the draft. You know what I mean? Like I want that. Like I'm like Tyson. Like have it happen before free agency so that you can start building your team around that. Um, all the other names, even the trade candidates like Kirk Cousins. I wasn't interested in Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're not good names out on the market. And if Sam Darnold does become available, there's no way the Jets are trading him to, to New England. So we can get that out of our mind. Uh, cause that would be the, the clusterfuck that unless that they try cause. to pull some okie doke and they trade Sam Donald to another team, knowing that we're going to trade for Sam Donald. Yeah. Like that, a, okay. A they trade Sam right. Donald. And the, like, and, and the Jets are out of the out of the loop, but like, oh shit, they, they, they just traded Sam Donald to the Patriots. Yeah. So it doesn't look <laughs> you know bad I mean? on them. That's the only way right. you could ever get Sam Donald. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it, it is. It's hard to talk <clears throat> about the Patriots right now without talking about the same friggin' thing over and over and over again. And that's what I, I feel that we do. And that's what I said. <laughs> I think everyone should just yeah. sit back and just. It's a waiting game. It really right. is. It's a waiting game because we all know the Patriots. They got to do something. Um, it just depends on when. Like, are they going to do it before free agency, um, or are they going to do it right before the draft? You know what I mean? Because let's say they really like a quarterback in a draft and they know they can get up, they can get him. Then they're not. Then they're obviously not going to go. F- for Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Mariota, and we're all going to be like right, right before the draft. They didn't do anything, and that would mean they don't get it. They don't get anybody in free agency either. Yep, like they're no. <laughs> they're going to really be stuck. Listen, the right. Patriots, in my eyes, need to go for it and actually go for it. Spend that money, move your cap, your draft capital if you need to, or you need to. I, I'm not saying tank, but you need to just write off this season. And, and draft next year and find your freaking quarterback because until you Belichick's the... not going to do that. No, and that's there's the no problem. way in hell. So he needs to go. He for has it. too much on the line this year. Yeah, especially after Brady winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. he, there's no way, and he's not getting any younger, man. He's like, dude, I got to win now. <laughs> All right, unless you guys, unless you have something you want to talk about, Tyson, I'm all patrioted out right now. We're gonna start uh, talking about socks. Not really, man. Like I said, it's just <laughs> what are we? Feb- what is it, February twenty second? Yep. Agency starts what March fourteenth. Yeah, we only got. A uh, yeah, right in there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what? Another freaking two three weeks until 
until we finally, most likely, we'll finally get some answers. And who knows, man? We don't, we don't know how Belichick is, man. He might pull something out of his ass when everyone is least expecting it on like a Sunday morning or some shit. You know, like true. you just never know with Belichick. You know what I mean? Well, that was like, uh, wasn't That's, it at the, yeah, the, the draft? All of a sudden, we had Randy Moss, right? <laughs> That's true. Seven. Uh, dude, I hope next Monday we're talking about some sort of move and, and not Hopefully. just talk, talking about the same 10 quarterbacks. Over okay, over. guys. Yo, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. See you Always next love Monday. having you For on. Sure. See you next Monday. Take care. Peace. Later, man. Love having him on. Me too. He's right, funny, guys. man. We are going to get to a few more of your comments, and we're going to start talking some Red Sox at spring training. COVID has hit. And uh, we're gonna talk about that, but we're gonna wrap. We're gonna get all of our ads in right now. So sit back, kick back, relax. Here from Rocky Mountain Barber. Here from Manscaped.com, FCustom.com, and then just for one minute forty three seconds about our Patreon page. Yeah. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch all natural beard bombs and oils, pre shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RayRoute and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics and the Red Sox, but we'll also have ex- exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills and being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. All right, Connor, let's look at a few comments. We'll get into our baseball conversation, and we'll finish off with some comments. Cool. Sounds like a plan. We have uh, one here from Jason. Thank you for the donation, sir. So speaking of cigars, got one right now. I think you meant to say any flavors, Ray. Do you have any any, uh, any comments? Yeah. You you smoke a lot of cigars? On cigars? Um, I like Monte Cristo's. We, uh, when I used to go to Dominican, I'd always grab a couple. Um 
that's basically i'm not a big cigar cigar guy um normally what i'll do is like there's a little cigar shop around the corner from my place i'll just go in and say what's good you know i'm looking for something smooth something flavorful i like a little bit of vanilla tips best cigar i ever had was in um tarpon springs florida which is like this little greek fishing village and there was a guy in the little hut they were rolling them right in the little hut and i had them there nice. it, was a, it was a vanilla flavor it was a full cigar really good uh i like to i like to you know puff cigar here and there all right if you're looking for uh cigar recommendations go to uh cigar authority podcast i know the guy who does it he reviews cigars every week we got one here from jermaine brown he said the way he played i am not surprised cam was out there doing the june bug challenge i don't know what the june bug challenge is but it doesn't sound good is that when you're kind of just yeah but it was crazy him talking about how he would get to the line of scrimmage and not know what route the receivers were running. Yeah, then, that's like, not good. And talking about like how the Patriots like kept practicing after he was gone for two weeks and they weren't waiting for him and he came back and it's like he felt like he was so far behind. He made some analogy about like you're f- f- driving from Atlanta to Miami and you're following a car and you're you know at the same level and then you pull off to get gas and they keep going and even though you're going to the same destination, you're now behind. Right. You know, that was kind of his analogy. Yeah, it makes sense. Going here from Stuart McLeod, he said, putting Julian back on O for a full year and that squad goes 500 or better, but is worth two games, I believe. I think he's saying, yeah, if Julian Edelman was healthy and was out there, but I, I, I don't know if it would have made that big of a difference. Well, it would have been one more game, right? That right. Been, that would have made him. That would have yeah, one more game would have put him at 500. So that even at that, though, would it, it wouldn't have really mattered. Even if they went 10 and 6, they still wouldn't have made the playoffs this year. No. I mean, well, the way that everything wrapped up, 11 games may not have put them in the playoffs. Right. We got one here from the Dark Minute Man. He says, bring back Jacoby Brissett. We've seen this a few times. Some people are so high on Jacoby. I'm not that high on him. I know you're not. He's probably with my Mariota. He's a guy. He's a why not guy. Yeah. Let's do one more. All righty. We got Mike Nardella. He says Andrew Luck comes out of retirement, traded to the Pats. Now Could this is imagine, a, now this is a prediction. Could you imagine if Andrew Luck decided he's going to come out of retirement now? Like, what did the Colts do? You oh my just, goodness! You just gave up a second and a third, a possible first for Carson Wentz. They'd have to trade him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They'd have to. I would. Would it be even funnier is if they trade Carson Wentz and then like Andrew Luck during like the second preseason game just walks up to Fred <laughs> right and he's like, "I'm going to retire." No. All right, we'll get Colts back to your fans guys. would lose their minds. We'll get back to your comments a little later, but I do want to talk a little bit of baseball now. So when did everybody officially report? Yesterday, yesterday was official report day, right? Yeah, I know for the Red Sox, I believe. Yep. I think everybody was yesterday. Yep. So they're they're there. Franchi Cordero goes on the COVID-19 list. Ugh. One day in. Did Not you good. expect it to be this quick? No. I kind of wasn't even on the, the, the tip of my mind. I wasn't even really thinking about it. Uh that not not a good start the first day they were out there and somebody already has it so it, it's going to be an issue throughout the season again unfortunately um hopefully they start to get vaccinated i don't know where professional athletes are on that list probably not all that high but i bet you they I, are you think I so bet, they, I bet they, you they might be higher i bet you that they are higher in both of our respective countries they yep. are better than they are higher than you and i 
Oh, absolutely. I would imagine so. I think I'm very low on the list, but I mean, I, I know my Your name grandpa- in particular too, right? My, uh, yeah, absolutely. My profession, like, my my name, everything. When they get to your age group, they're going to be like, yeah. Connor Carney, Mass General, Connor Carney last. Yes. Don't even bother going to Gillette, all right? Just Someone said that to me the other day. They're like, by the time it comes time for you to get the uh, thing, no one's even going to have it anymore. Or the Patriots are going to be back playing again. They're going to have nowhere to administer the yeah, job. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll be an afterthought. But pe- you guys people are in such a it. better position than us, though, man. Because like Biden's yep. already said, like by July, most of your country is going to be vaccinated. Yep. Dude, we're hoping by September that half our country is vaccinated. You're right. Canada yeah. is so far behind. We dropped the ball so badly on this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, my grandparents are already fully vaccinated. They're already good. We just got pulled out of lockdown Monday. We went into what they're calling the red zone, so everybody can operate at twenty five percent capacity. I'm back in the office on March the eighth. Okay. Kids went, my kids went back to school last Tuesday, and the conversations already have been that we're all predicting by the end of April we're going to be back in lockdown. Oh gosh! For that third wave or whatever they call it. Right? Is there a third wave coming now? Yeah, well, I mean, they keep talking about this third wave. I'm like, we're not done our second wave yet. Like, right. dude, we we suck in Ontario. <laughs> we really do. Anyways, we're here to talk. Um, yeah, so I saw a picture of Chris Sale out and about. And, uh, yep. you know, he's ready to go, taking it day by day. No timeline. You know, Right, unfortunately. Full go. go. He's full go, ready to go. He could start tomorrow, but no timeline, taking it day to day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, um, do you, do you see spring training getting disrupted a little bit? Where games are getting canceled just because guys are ending up on these lists. Cause I mean, you figure now that Franchi's got it. Yeah. Doesn't that mean it's probably a few more guys are going to pop up? Yeah. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. I'm hoping because I read something the other day. I know all these are just like predictions, but on Twitter, it was saying like a bunch of people are going to have the be fully vaccinated by April. So I'm hoping professional athletes might be somewhere on that list and that they might, it might not be an issue by the time everything kicks off, but that doesn't do them any good for spring training. Well, no. And I mean, spring training starts Sunday. Yeah, it does. Yep. Six days away. Which means at least MLB Network is going to be have games on, whether it's Red Sox or not. So at least we have something to do on Sundays again. Right, exactly. You know what? Spring training for me, like it's always like the first week of spring training I'm really excited for. Right. And, and I watch. like You know what I mean? I'll sit there and watch MLB. I'll watch one game after another on, on spring training. And then by like week two, I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree, and I love baseball. I'm like, I'm finished. I just want the season to start now. Like, I'm sick of watching. And then I kind of like the last week when all the AAA players go back to their AAA clubs and this and that. And then, you know, you start to see the starters kind of, like, basically going. But, dude, I remember, like, we went to – so I've been to spring training – I went, like, five straight years before uh, COVID screwed me up. And, uh, and I was supposed to go last year to Dunedin again. But, like, I remember, like, I went to the Braves uh, versus – I saw the Braves versus the Blue Jays twice. I don't know how I end up doing – like, I go to one game, you know what I mean? Every yeah. year, one game, <laughs> and I somehow end up Blue Jays versus – once in uh, Wild World of Sports, which is Atlanta's home park, and then once at uh, the Dunedin Park, which is yep. in Dunedin, which is Blue Jays. But I went – like, the first time I went – it was first of all split squad both games, 
So it was great when I was at Dunedin because I saw the full starting roster for Toronto. And actually, it was funny. It was all backups in it was all backups in for Atlanta except the Upton brothers. They were both they were both there. But and then in Atlanta, it was all the starters like for Atlanta because I saw or I saw Chipper. I was like I was right where Chipper was, and I talked to Gary Pendleton between innings and whatever. And then, uh, but then, like there was like nobody starting that I that I knew for yeah. Travis Darno. Travis Darno was the uh, the catcher at that point because he was still in AAA. Yep. But I went to like spring training at different times. I've been like at the beginning of spring training, the middle of spring training, the end of spring training. End of spring spring training is phenomenal because you're watching like seven innings of baseball of all starters. Right. right? Yeah. No exactly. Split squads. You're watching all starters. I watched, I think it was like the last three games of spring training. I went and watched uh, the Washington Nationals versus the Houston Astros. I want to say in 2016. Oh, so they were, uh, they banging on a lot of trash cans. <laughs> yeah, they were banging <laughs> a lot of trash cans. And I'm pretty sure, first of all, that's the Astros park out in Kissimmee, Florida. Yeah. Is it Kissimmee or K- Kissimmee? I think it is. I think it is. All right, I want to kiss him. And one of the nicest, like one of my favorite uh, spring training parks. It's like this old stadium. Like it's it's awesome. You feel like you're like in the field of dreams type of deal. Um, but yeah, I was watching like Gio Gonzalez play or pitched for Washington, and it was like it was all the starters for everybody. Right, great game. Yeah, I went at the beginning of spring training, my first one ever. That's probably back in two thousand and I don't know twelve. And uh, Kyle Drabeck was starting for the for the Blue Jays against Atlanta, and he pitched one inning. <laughs> he was the starting pitcher. He was the opener before there were openers. Yeah, Travis Darno, who you know became a starting catcher way after, he was actually a part of the trade for uh, R. A. Dickey. We we sent. Travis Darno and Noah Syndergaard for R.A. Dickey. I'll never forget when the Blue Jays did that. When I say we trade. in my city. But, what uh, a trade. And then, like, Darno played, like, two, had one at bat, and then he was out. And then we're watching, like, Jonathan Diaz and all these other guys were just, like, all double-A and triple-A players. And I hated it. Like, I absolutely, right. like, you're just like, man, I'm watching nothing. Like, Chipper played. I was like, right, Chipper Jones. So the way it is at Wild World of Sports, we went twice uh, to see the Blue Jays in Atlanta that day. Or that week, because the first time we went, it got rained out. We only saw two innings, and it got rained out. And we had seats right behind home plate, like up in the second deck, which were primo seats. Second time we went, we just did the box office, and we went up. We got grass seats. Well, the grass seats is like sit wherever you want. And it's right at the third baseline. So like, I could like literally Chipper Jones was right in front of me, and he's Chipper right. Jones. Like if you're a baseball fan, you know you like Chipper Jones, right? Like who doesn't like, who doesn't like Chipper, right? So it's six. So I got some sick pictures of Chipper, and and then again Terry Pendleton. Former great for Atlanta. I think he won a World Series with them. He's now he was a coach at the time. He was a third base coach. So like between innings, he was like coming over and leaning on the fence and like talking to the fans and signing autographs and shit. It was crazy. But again, though, like you only got to see like all those starters for like two innings. It sucked. I saw the Blue Jays in Atlanta in Dunedin, and I think they played like six innings with all the starters. So that's okay. Then you start seeing some of the younger guys. Yeah. I was happy then though because like Brett Laurie had and he turned out to be a bust but he was the big prospect at the time and he wasn't a starter yet so we got to see him come out and play so that was kind of cool so you got to see some of the young guys but the best is the last week when i saw that washington uh houston astros game with all the starters like you're just watching a ball game but you're in florida during the cold months of april 
yeah. in the sun in a intimate ballpark. There's only like a thousand fans, you know what I mean, or fifteen hundred fans. Uh, and then again, and then you know, the Boston. I've been to the Red Sox facility. It's nice because they got the you know the baby monster. And right. then the Yankees, you just feel like you're at Yankee Stadium. Like, it's a little small version of Yankee Stadium. It's a pretty crazy. I, I haven't been in there, but we stopped, and I took pictures from the outside, and it just it looks like you're at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, the, some of the parks, they just kind of mimic their home stadium down there, or try to at least. They do. I love being, like, in that, like, Dunedin area, though, like Dunedin, St. Pete's and that, because you're just, like, you're driving for dinner. Right. And you just see, like, the Phillies, the, the pitchers and catchers are just out there playing catch. You know, yep. like you're just driving by and there's the Phillies throwing the ball around. Like it's, it's cool. And and those guys are just so used to baseball. Like those residents down there are just like so used to baseball being there. It's like, it is what it is. Yeah, I know exactly. They probably don't bat an eye at that stuff. Nah. All right, man, let's wrap. Oh, sorry. So you guys got Joel Payamps back. I heard that. Yes. I still apologize to your friend when I had no idea who he was, but he is a Red Sox again. So they don't even have to worry. No, he lasted on the Blue Jays for a day. Yes. McChicken, the, this is McChicken, Isaiah Ford. Yeah, McChicken flagged it for me. And then I, as I was just looking at this Franchi Cardero's on COVID list, I noticed in reliever Joel Payamp is back. You know? I guess no one no one wants him or everyone wants him, one or the other. Be honest, how excited are you that he's back? I'm ecstatic. I'm I'm pumped. You know, I I think he might play for the team this year. Probably not, but maybe. Um, hold on. So someone just sent me something here. Titans 2020 first round pick offensive tackle. Isaiah Wilson tweets that he's done with football as a Titan. He's only played four snaps last season and was involved in a number of off field incidents. He then tweeted, I'm done with football as a Titan. No further comments. Hmm. Interesting. Wilson, uh, then uh, NFL Update says, Wilson has now deleted the tweet. Regardless, this one is quickly turning out to be a major bust. Right. Crazy. That's that's tough for them. Uh, Patriots, I think, are going to be pretty good at O-line. They don't know. I'm just, it was breaking news, so I thought I'd share yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh... We do have a donation here. You want me to pull it up? Yeah. From Love Vibration Nation, what up, man? He says, I love the rumor that Bill made offer for Russell Wilson. If that's true, I love it too. That would be awesome. Did they make a room? Did they make a I don't know. If I, I, that's that's what they, well, I don't know if they actually made one or it's just a rumor, but I think he's saying he's glad that it's at least a rumor. Because that's not what I said. So if this is, could be something completely different. I just said that teams have called and the starting point is uh... – Three first-round picks. You guys want to hear some? Okay, so you want to hear what Musket Fire says? This trade package for Russell Wilson could actually work. Okay, so maybe they just created this. No, but do you want to hear what, what they say? Yeah. You interested? Let's see it. Are we trying to fucking entertain people, Connor, or are we just... That's the plan, right? We've already talked about COVID too much. We're already going to flag this, this Touché. thing anyways. Download the podcast. Then you won't have to worry about anything being cut out or anything gone missing or anything being flagged because we can put whatever we want on the podcast. That's true. Um, they didn't make this easier. Okay. 
With all the sweet talk out of the way, however, here comes the part that will likely leave Patriot fans with butterflies in their stomach and not in a good way. Since we're talking about a top three player at the quarterback position, Wilson would probably go for three first round picks, two second rounders, and two impact players. Okay. Okay. Holy shit. Wow. That's pretty absurd. Wow. Three first rounders, two second rounders, and two impact players. Do the Patriots have two impact players? Not really. I don't know. I don't know who they would offer up. Every everyone's gonna say uh, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. That's what everyone will say. <laughs> Give them Stephon Gilmore and Jared Stidham. And Jared Stidham. Yep, Jared Stidham. Absolutely. Okay, so let me ask you this: Who's worth more? Thirty-two-year-old. Russell Wilson. Yep. 32. Like, I, I need, I can't stress that enough. Uh, maybe he'll be like Brady and he'll play until he's 45, but probably not. 32-year-old Russell Wilson, who will turn 33 this season, or 25-year-old Deshaun Watson. Who's more valuable? Deshaun Watson, all day, in my opinion. So if Russell Wilson is going to cost three first-rounders, two second-rounders, and two impact Ugh. players, what the what the, the hell is Deshaun Watson going to cost? The other team has to give them their entire team. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Or, no, the Patriots The Patriots do have a couple impact players. They have Jake Bailey and Nick Folk. So maybe if they do But Nick Jake, Folk's a free agent. Oh, they're going to have to franchise tag him. they got to franchise, franchise tag, tag him. him pair him up with him Jake and Bailey, Bailey. And, and flip him with the three first-round picks. Well, forget that. We have two. Oh, did Nick Folk wasn't an all-pro, right? We got two all-pros. He should have been. But don't we have we got all pro Gunnar Olszewski and all pro Jake Bailey? There Jake you Bailey, go. Two yes. Impact players. Absolutely. Connor, we're gonna get accused of being Madden GMs again. I think so. <laughs> but that's Russell Wilson. So I think we're gonna have to franchise tag Nick Folk if we want a chance at Deshaun Watson. That's the only way. Because you're probably talking three first, two seconds, and Olszewski, Bailey, and Folk. Right. There are people who don't watch our show regularly or don't listen regularly that are like, what the fuck are these guys? Hundred <laughs> percent. Right, we got another. Uh, we got another donation here from Michael. Thank you, sir. Said the Seahawks can't trade Russ. If we did, we would have to pay Russ forty mil in dead cap, and we do not have that type of money. Yeah. So that maybe this is all just hoopla. The only way, so to say, could, the only way you could pull that off is you would have to extend the dead cap to the team who's trading for them right um and listen russell wilson is upset about his offensive line i don't know if we should jump to let's trade i just think everybody everybody else has seen all the other trades and they're like so it's actually 58 million in dead cap this year oh my goodness uh with a cap hit of 32 million so yeah it's gonna cost it's, it's going to cost, yeah, a lot. His cap hit, his best dead cap is $13 million in 2023. But I mean, his that's cap not hit, terrible his, then. Well, and his cap hit will be $40 million. Oh, my goodness. These are just obscene this numbers. Is, this is the funniest thing. Potential out. This is according to Sport Track, right? Potential out, 2022, year three, third year. Twenty-six million dollar dead cap. That's their potential Absurd. out. A twenty-six million dollar dead cap. 
Here's the funniest part. So his cap hit this year is 32 million. He's only making 19 million in cash because he made 53 last year and 35 in 2019. Oh, oh. But I mean, he already made over almost 100 million just in the first two years, right? Yep. And then his cash bumps up to 24 next year. I wonder how much guaranteed money this is. Good for him. His wife makes a boatload of money too. Yeah, I know. He's like, he didn't do the Tom Brady thing. That's for He's sure. He's like Tom. Yeah, Tom Brady Jr. So he signed a $140 million contract. Half of that is guaranteed. Wow. Holy shit. They're he a pretty wealthy a, couple. Good good for you, sir. Good yes, exactly. For good for you. you. $70 million guaranteed at signing. A signing bonus plus 2019 salary. He's got a full no trade clause, so he can decide where he's going. $35 million of signing bonus deferred to 2020. $18 million. There's a lot. There's a lot of details in this. There's contract. a lot going on with him, yeah. Which makes sense when you're talking that type of money. So even so, even if the Patriots said, we'll give you three firsts, two seconds, <laughs> Jake Bailey and Gunnar Olszewski, financially, the Seahawks probably can't do it anyways. Right. Yeah, so all right. it's all it's all for naught. All right, get it, Russell Wilson, out of your head, guys. Yep. Jake Bailey is still ours. There we go. Ricky Moxley says Wilson's not worth it anyways. I I think he would be. I think he would definitely. I would do it in a minute and a heartbeat. Wowzers. Yeah. Eight-time pro bowler. He only has one all-pro, a second-year all-pro. That's it. Mm. 2017 NFL passing touchdowns leader, 2015 passer raider lead, leading runner. Blah, 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 blah. 2015 there he was the steve largen award 2012 18 and 19. uh yeah super bowl champion yeah i mean he's, he's pretty, pretty impressive good. resume pretty good pretty good pretty good pretty good pretty, good. pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, Mike Larry here says, imagine your team without a first rounder for the next five years. That is absurd to think about. Imagine not having a first round pick every year till 2026. Are there any Ram fans on here that can tell us what that's like? I know, seriously. Because, like, when's the last time? When's the last time? The last time the Rams picked in the first round was Jared Goff. Yeah, and then they tra- was, now they traded him. And that was in 2016. He's now been traded away. Yeah. So 2017, 18, 19, 20. 21 now it's going to be what 22 are they're not going to have a first round pick between 2016 and 2023 crazy no two second rounds either my god i know and we got to give up jake bailey <laughs> not worth it big mick big back jr says deshaun watson's probably going to cost the whole entire pats organization yeah pretty much well i mean that all depends on how the other team's value jake bailey because i mean he's an all-pro special teams two times what is he like a three times special teams player player of the week yeah nick folk hit two 50-yard field goals this year yes he did you name me a better tandem uh threesome of special teams players and punt returner gunner Oshesky, not kick returner gunner Oshesky, but punt returner gunner Oshesky, jake bailey punter and kicker Nick Folk. I dare you to name You three. can't. You can't. They're the best in the league. Hashtag my kicker. Hashtag my kicker. I love that. Did you know that there's a McGang now? 
that seems to be yeah. Now there's the Mc McBig Mac Junior. I like McChicken that. McChicken says it's the big. It's the McGang. It's the, the Big McGang. Mac Junior. You got the McMuffin. Oh, I didn't see. I haven't seen the McMuffin. People flex about their families, man. We're gonna flex about the uh, the McGang. The McGang. I like that. Uh, Marcus Hanna here says that this feels like the Patriots mid late nineties and Patriots winning games in the twenty twenty one season. I hope so. Play play tough defense, run the football, right? And and have Jake Bailey punt the ball. And have Jake Bailey punt the ball, pin the other teams in such a bad position. They'll be in great spot. I just want you guys to know I am committed to the Jake Bailey bit now. Like Hell yeah. for, for the rest of this show. I am committed. He is a weapon. We got uh Keelan Presgrove says go Pats. Hope everybody is doing great. I hope you're doing great. I hope too, you're doing Keelan. yes. Thank you for commenting. I'm in a good mood tonight. Yeah, there for we go. For a, for a Monday. We got Vigilante. He says, if the Pats sign Cam, hopefully they do soon so we can actually have time to adjust and study the offense. Yeah, I think if they are going to sign him, it would be better to do it sooner rather than later, but I just feel I like know. they would have done it already. Yeah. Like, I really do. I feel like if they were going to sign Cam Newton, they would have done it already. The fact that he didn't know what routes the receivers were running concerns me a lot. COVID yeah, brain that's, or no COVID brain. That that's really not concerns good. me. And that doesn't seem like an atypical Cam Newton thing to do. Right. You should watch that, the I'm an athlete. It's about an hour and a half. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's pretty listen, it proves even more that Cam Cam Newton the dude is amazing. Right. I, I love Cam Newton. The guy's got his own hat line. Does he? Yeah. It's phenomenal. Good for amazing. him. He, he he goes to thrift stores. Like is that where he buys all this stuff? No, he said he's decided he's not spending any more money on designer brands, and he goes like thrifting and he's supporting like the black community and stuff, which is great. But I'm like, nice. I just love that like Cam Newton is like going to thrift stores and like rifling through the shit. Like he is just like the rest of us. Everything right. Connor's wearing is from the thrift store. Hundred percent, and it's okay. Guaranteed, guaranteed. We got a uh, big bopper here too. 100%. Big Bopper here says Bears should go with Mitch Trubisky if they can't get Watson. Um, I thought the Bears were going to get Carson Wentz, number one. So, um, yeah. I don't think that if you're a Bears fan, Big Bopper, I mean, I don't think you're going to be popular in Chicago for saying that. Um, I know that a lot of people. I Let me tell you why I feel for Mitchell Trubisky, though, because he is forever going to be compared to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's and true. Deshaun Watson. And it's so right. unfair. It's not his fault that he was drafted first overall. It's not his fault that Chicago traded up to get him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's not. It's not his fault. And perhaps give him a bit of an offensive line, and he might look a little bit better. That is that is very true. Unfortunately, Big Bopper, because I know the way the Patriots operate, he will be a New England Patriot, and I'm going to have to come up with every reason why. He's going to revitalize his career. You may have to talk me into it, Connor. I, Did you I'm, know that Russell Wilson is a part owner of the Seattle Sounders, the Major League Soccer team? I did not know. You got to put. You got to do something with all that money. Yeah. Oh, here's a fun fact for you guys: for uh, Tom Brady never gets market value. I'm preparing a a deep dive, long, like three hour presentation. Um, I don't know when it's going to be done. But it's going to be all about Tom Brady leaving. And I've been doing a ton of research. Nice. Did you know in 2010, 
Tom Brady became the highest paid player in the National Football League? I did not know. September of 2010, he signed a new agreement with the Patriots, which made him the highest paid player in the National Football League. Nice. I did not know that that title ever fell onto Brady's shoulders. Me neither. Just fun fact, because we always that hear is... about the discounts, and I he, did, he took tons of discounts. I never once thought that he would be in that category, but I get September of 2010, he was the highest paid player in the NFL. That's crazy. I never thought that. I know it was like Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan and all those people, but. And now you know. Now I know. G.I. Joe. Yeah, buddy. Well, a bunch of young kids have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> we got Mitchell Bullet here. It says McGang as new presidential party 2024. That's the party I'm running under. I'm not running as a as a Democrat or a Republican. Are you kidding me? I'm running under the McGang. Under the McGang. Absolutely. Look, you thought you thought that the president, former president, I can't even say his name without getting our video flag. The former That's president, true. when he would have, you know how he would get McDonald's for the college teams? Yep. Dude, I'm going to get McDonald's for heads of state. I liked it. Hello, Prime Minister Trudeau. Enjoy your Big Mac. <laughs> nice. I'm down. I'm down. You down? You're my vice president. You down? I'm down. Of course. It's going off the rails. <laughs> we got one. Speaking of going off the rails, we got Love Vibration Nation here saying Jake Bailey's mom had a one night stand with Rich Camar- Camarillo. I don't know who Rich Camarillo is. <laughs> This is where you. This is where you're going now. Like this is <laughs> everything you could have said. That's where you went. You've well, never this is an to, extremely interesting comment. You've talked about the 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 McGang party, and you've brought up a one night stand. This hey, this is the comments that are coming across the screen here. Uh, well, he, you know who he is, don't you? Rich Camarillo. No. Come on. He was a patriot. When? Like eighty-one, eighty-seven. Oh, I wasn't alive yet. Say so 20 years before you were born. When were you born? 2000? No, 1991. 91. I, I wish I was that young. You were born in the 90s. You just born in the me. 90s. Yes, you sir. Me. He was a punter. Oh, nice. Yeah, that makes like, sense then. But look at look at pictures of him. Why does he look like Jake Bailey? What's that? He looks like Jake Bailey. No, he's he's he was jacked. He was a big, he was a oh. tall, big guy, but... Nice. You really never heard of him? No. He's like a he's a five time Pro Bowler. He's he he had over forty three thousand punt yards. He averaged forty two point seven yards. Jeez, maybe maybe this is true then. I can't believe you never heard of this is this is this is a fact here. Do you know who John Hanna is? Yes. Okay. Good. But I did not know of the of the punter. You, well, if you're gonna listen, listen. If we're gonna fanboy kickers, okay, and we're going to build our next year's prediction prediction based on the punter and the place kicker, you better do your research on the past as well, my friend. I, I'm gonna have to. I've only been going back to when I was born. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do a deep dive into the history of the who Patriots was the punter punters. when you were born. Oh God, I don't know. No I idea. Know. I don't know who the punter was either. <laughs> Maybe Steve Grogan did it. Hopefully, right? All right, you got another comment, like our serious comment. We got NFL talks. Says Connor, would you rather watch only football or only baseball if your favorite teams of both sports were really good, who won championships? Ah, uh, football. 
I love baseball, but I have to watch football. I'm obsessed with football. It might be baseball for me. Really? I'll tell you why. Because you can get a lot of baseball. That's true. And you can watch a baseball game any day of the week during the season. That is true as well. Football is like the heartbreak. Football is like the game I wait for for months and months and months. And then... And then plus when I watch baseball and I, I feel like, like when I watch N- the NFL, I know I can't compete with them. You know what I mean? Like I know there's no reason for me to even pretend like I could. I look at guys like Prince Fielder. Yep. And think I'm in better shape than him. Right. You know, Panda signed a, like a trillion dollar contract with the Red Sox just so his belt could snap. Like yep. that, was, that was the highlight of his Red Sox career. <laughs> it really was. I'm convinced I could hit any fastball 90 and under. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. I mean, people, when we played, like, when we were younger, probably through 80. I have a really weak arm. That's the problem. You know, like, when you go, like, to the fair and you throw at those those things and it's like, hit 80 miles an hour and win a prize. Right. And then, like, I throw and it's, like, 62. Right. I got a weak arm. Me too. I can't hit very well either. You know what the best job in the world would be? A bullpen catcher. I actually, like, a friend of a friend was the bullpen catcher for the Red Sox. How much money did he make? Um, Not much from the team, but I think he made a lot because I guess all of the players come together and tip him at the end of the season, and they all throw in a good amount of money. So I know that they all of the pitchers all give like give give him cash. So he gets a big tip from them. I thought like if you could make like forty grand a year, because you can live off of it, right? Yep. I think he would I think he would get tipped out that by like the players. Oh, so he would still make like another forty grand on a salary? Probably, yeah. I think they all threw in like a few grand each, and it was like all the pitchers, like bullpen and starters. And if you play for a team like the Sox where the pitchers are getting huge money, where you're right where where guys like Jonathan Papelbon are getting huge money. Yeah, you know, like as a closer. Um I always thought that'd be the greatest job in the world. Like you, you work from the seventh inning and on. Right. Yeah. Okay. You pick up the equipment. You hang out with the guys all, all the game. You hang with the guys, you hang out with them, maybe take some BP just for fun. You yeah. Know? You know, you work with the guys in spring training. You have literally zero responsibility besides go squat. So the, the guy can get warmed up. Right. Right. You don't even have to chase the baseball if you drop it because they just got a bucket right there that they'll throw to the pitcher. That's right? true. And then you get to watch a baseball game. And then once you warm up the closer, you always get to watch the ninth inning. All right. Like, I just think it would be the greatest job in the world. And you could, I think you could do it to retirement. Oh, 100%. Like, your knees might be a little sore, but they're not going to get beat up. Like, when, like, like, Pudge always talked about that, how bad his knees were. Right. Did you see Yadier Molina last week catching a barehanded ball? No. Spot? Guy's like 140 years old, and he's doing a barehanded catch. That's Yeah, that's absurd. That can't be good for your hand. Yadier Molina's a sick catcher, though. Yeah, 100%. Oh, did you see the we, – we haven't talked about it. Oh, no, we did talk about it, the signing, the Padres. Um, what's his name? The oh, yeah. $200 trillion. Yes. Yeah, that was absurd. At Speaking point, of enormously which, paid people. At which <laughs> it's gonna be Ross, but um if uh 
at which point will baseball have a billion dollar contract? Like we're at the 300 million mark now. Right. In our lifetime, it will. I think um, it will. Yeah. I think at some point, oh. I mean, they're getting towards the half a billion. There'll be, there'll be a huge thing at some point, you know, 20, 30 years from if, now. If you're a multi-sport athlete, I don't understand why you don't just go play baseball. You've right. got to wait longer. You don't get the instant gratification like the NBA or the NFL. But dude, one year, all you need is one good year. Right. You could retire and you're set for life. 100%. David Price. I worked out the math once. The deal that he signed with the Red Sox. Yeah. I think he was getting like $200,000 a pitch. Yeah, something absurd. Yeah, something for sure. that number. Maybe it was like $25,000 a pitch, but still. Like, think about that. All right, next. Connor and Ray, I just simply cannot watch baseball. It is, in my opinion, too slow most of the time. College football and NFL is where it's at. I know a good amount of people feel that way about baseball. I personally like it. I love baseball, but I'm with you. Major League Baseball has done some things to speed up the game. The pitch clock, the now you have to pitch the three pitchers on a pitching change or batters on a pitching change or wait till the end of the inning. You can't bring in lefty specialists. Yep. Um, so I totally agree. Uh, but, you yeah, know, baseball takes too long. I say that all the time. There's I, I love, look, my favorite sport in the world is soccer. Just I think everybody knows that by now. Um, for a lot of reasons. It, soccer is the perfect game if you're like me and you don't have a big attention span. It's an hour and a half. No commercials, 45 minutes of straight play, halftime, 45 minutes of straight play, done, move on with your day. I have watched nine inning games take over four hours in baseball. You're never going to have a game go under three hours. Even a no-hitter is going three hours now. A no-hitter yeah. should be two hours. It should literally be two, a two-hour game. A one-nothing ball game should be a two-hour game. Those games are going two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes. It's too long. You start a game at 7 o'clock, it's 10.30. It's not over. Right. I you know. know. That's too long. I'm sorry. I watched the Red Sox and the Yankees there. Was it two years ago? It went into like extra innings until 3 o'clock in the morning I had to watch the game. Right. Then they had a, then they had a 1 o'clock game the next day, like a, a turnover game. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's like I I love baseball, but I agree with you. It's too slow, right? But but, guys, there's nothing better. Crack a beer, go out in your backyard, middle of the summer, dog days of summer, August, nothing going on. Parties are over. Wedding season's finished, right? You go out in your backyard, take your shirt off because you're like me. You you don't have a beach bod, so you're gonna keep your shirt on at the at the beach, right? Connor, do you swim in a t-shirt? I don't know. Oh, you go bare? You go bare belly. <laughs> Good for you. I'm, yeah. I, I I went to a point where I was no longer embarrassed and the shirt just came off and I was like, look at my gut. Nice. Now, now I'm back to the shirt back on. Touche. Um, I guess it's like, good. You won't get sunburned. No, or I take, when I go swimming, like, I take it off and I jump right in the pool and it's like neck covered. Like I don't, nice. I don't stand up because you look buff and, and under the water. You don't look fat. That's fat. true. But you go in your backyard, take off the shirt, get some suns. Crack a Sam Adams, whatever you want to drink. I drink Bud Light. Drink whatever you want. Nice. Crack it open. Sit there. Put a ball game on the radio. Nothing better in the summer. Nothing better in the summer. And there is no sport that works on the radio like baseball. Right. Agree or disagree? No, I actually like listening to it, but I usually always watch the Red Sox. But I, I will listen to it if it's on the radio. Absolutely. I actually prefer baseball on the radio than watching on TV. Yeah. I just find you can use your imagination a little bit better. Right. It's not like, like I've listened to football on the radio 
and the it's just so exciting you're disappointed you're not watching it right it's like and, and it's always the guy's always it's always a guy from westwood one and he's always like oh and tom brady's in the back oh he's gonna take the snap he's gonna look up the field what's the julian edelman julian edelman to the 20 the 30 touchdown yeah you know and you're like we're in baseball it's like oh it's a two and three count right <laughs> or three and two sorry there's no such thing as a two and three count that's a two and three three and two count chris sale looks in Shakes it off. Gives a nod. Here comes the pitch. Slider outside. Ball four. Ladies and gentlemen, today's game is brought to you by Frank and Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, it's phenomenal. People, I used to do play-by-play for Sportscaster. I wish I would have done baseball. Hey, maybe it's, you'll do baseball this summer, right? Yes, sir. And there she goes. <laughs> That's Jerry Howard. That was the Toronto guy. Famous. Nice. Buck Martinez, who you guys might see on TBS from time to time during the playoffs. He's actually him and you know who the Blue Jays regular play by play guy is now? No. Like who the team is? So it's Buck Martinez. Do you know who Buck Martinez is? No, sounds former, familiar. Former player. He also works for TBS during the playoffs, unless the Blue Jays are in and does play by play for them. And Dan Shulman. Oh you know, e- ESPN. Yep. He's Canadian. I don't know if you know that. Dan Shulman's Canadian. No. He, he started his career on a radio station here and then got the gig with ESPN. And now he's the Blue Jays full-time uh, play-by-play guy. So we get like oh, two of the best huh? in the business. I mean, Dan Shulman's got the best voice in baseball. I can't even like it. Like he's got like, he's got a deep voice, but then it's almost got like this like drawl to it. Yeah. You know, oh, your whole tape. I can't do it. <laughs> do you like Joe Buck as an announcer? I don't mind him. I think he's all right. Why do people hate Joe Buck so much? I, I like Joe Buck. A lot of people hate a lot of announcers, I feel like, for whatever reason. I don't know. None of the announcers really bother me. To me, Joe Buck is the best play-by-play guy in the business, considering he calls him and Jim Nance compete. Because Jim Nance, Joe Buck cannot call golf. Right. Right. Jim Nance has the golf piece, right? He's that little more quiet voice. like And Tiger on the final green. Right. (laughs) And there it is. You know, like he's got that that thing where Joe Buck, when when Fox had golf for like one year, he's like, "Well, what do they do with this now?" You know, like <laughs> you can almost hear the guys like, "Shh, Joe." I, I like Joe Buck. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with him. I know a lot of people on Twitter for whatever reason don't like him, but yeah, people on Twitter have an issue with everything and everyone. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth is another guy that gets a lot of Twitter hate. He does too. I don't have any problems with Chris Collinsworth either. I I see people all the time trashing him. I I don't I don't think he's bad. All right, I'm done. Next, we have Vigilante saying hope. Hopefully, Chris Sale stays healthy this season. I agree. Hopefully, he does. That's a big all star break. Hopefully, before man. I I don't know. It's the Red Sox. I think they're going to hold him back more than him not being ready to go. Well, he's a full go. He's a full go. He's ready just, to pitch tomorrow. Just take him. it day by day, though. No timeline. Yeah, the, he's he's gonna have to do whatever it is, whatever it is they put him on. But I, I feel like Chris Sale's gonna come back healthy. And he's gonna like slam his hand in the door or something like that. Like that's just been Chris Sale the last like three seasons. Ever yeah. since he signed the big deal. I hope I hope he comes back and is better, man. We they need him, or it's gonna be a long season. If Chris Sale comes back and he looks like Chris Sale. It's going to legitimize the Red Sox. And the AL East is going to be so frigging good. Minus Baltimore has a 0% chance of, of making the playoffs. 
they're going to, the alias is going to be, oh, it's going to be such, dude, we're this Sunday, spring training, man. I know. Baseball is back. Is back this Sunday. Excite, exciting times. Can you just like call me Sunday and just be like, and it's back. Yes. <laughs> right after opening pitch. It makes sense. I'll or be waiting for it. We've never heard of. Yes. For both teams. Yes. Throughout, throughout the entire league. Yes. Oh, do you prefer the Cactus League or the Grapefruit League? <laughs> <laughs> we got one here from Snap Times that Tony Romo has fallen off his play-by-play. Tony Romo's pretty good, man. I know people don't like him either for some reason. I saw a good comment by somebody, though. I think they did like some statistic where like Tony Romo's right like 20% of the time and he's wrong 80% of the time, right? But you only kind of remember when he's right because it's so cool. But they're like, I think the thing was like, well, if you guess on every play, you're going to be right at some point. Right. That's actually a very good point. My claim to fame when I was doing play-by-play for Sportscaster was I predicted a play for the Patriots. It was like a first, I think it was against Buffalo week week 16 or something like yeah week 16 against buffalo and it was like a like a third and and goal from like the three yard line and they were lining up and i said this is the perfect time to play run a play action and hit lacoste you know in the end zone and they ran the play action and hit lacoste in the end zone and i like i was like i was like brady takes back get it <laughs> the way i called it is amazing because i said it and then there was i'm like ball snap brady takes the ball it is play action it is a lacoste. It's a touchdown. <laughs> right. And like I said, I'm like, and I think I'd rather like Ray did it again. <laughs> like I just, dude, I patted myself on the back so hard for that. Nice. McChicken was there. He, he can back me up. McChicken. Of course Rhino he was, was there. there. Nice. Those guys all, Joe was there. Those guys used to all watch my play by play. And then sports. Did you know that sportscaster had me calling Madden games this something in the winter? Oh, you were doing that? Right after COVID hit? Yeah. On Sunday afternoons, I would call a simulated Patriots Madden game. Nice. And it was the the worst assignment Sportscaster ever gave me. Love you, Sportscaster. You guys did a lot for me. I think I called four games and never did it again. Yeah. And I would literally be like, pretend Belichick is upset. Pretend... Pretend Jared Stidham runs onto the field, takes the ball, cat throws it, caught by pretend Julian Edelman. Like I would just, <laughs> I would just say that shit. Oh, five minute quarters, and they took forever. Yeah, I know that's a thing they do. And it takes an hour to watch a simulated game with five minute quarters, like almost an hour. It's a brutal, brutal way to spend my like Saturday, Sunday afternoon. I did yeah. four, four weeks of it, and I finally wrote and said, I can't do this anymore. Like this is fucking awful and like eight people would watch it eight people even mcchicken wouldn't watch it that's yeah that's a, that's bad then that's how you know it's bad that- it was i said you know what i should call madden games like in august to get myself ready for play-by-play next season and then they took me off play-by-play the next year anyway so it didn't matter but yeah they'd be calling play-by-play for madden absolutely ridiculous yeah i know DraftKings did something with that it was actually it was pretty big i think at some point it was huge that's what they were trying they saw DraftKings do it and it blew up so right. they sportscaster was trying to predict it and nobody cared right that was awful it was an awful sign nick you dropped the ball on that one man <laughs> all right one last comment and we're calling it a night all right, I'm going to give this one to Facio here. 
He says, I love soccer, but the problem is my favorite teams are Barca and Arsenal. Barca. Barca. Barca Barcelona. Barca and Arsenal, who are, who are, according to my friend, the Dallas team, Bayern has smashed both of my favorite teams. We smashed you in Champions League last year. Yeah, nice. but like Barca and Bayern have exchanged, man. I remember 20, uh, 2016. I remember that Champions League when Messi nutmegged Botang and you guys, I think, won 6-1 on aggregates. I was in New York City watching that first leg, and it was 3 nothing after the first half, and it was just brutal. When was that? 2015. So it was 2015 Champions League. I remember you guys take turns. You guys take turns. Barca's, Barca's in a weird spot right now. Barca's sort of like in a rebuild. Messi stayed. There was a lot of weird stuff. Arsenal, I don't know what the hell happened to Arsenal. I mean, you guys won the you guys won the FA Cup last year. Everything was looking great, and you guys just fell off as well. And, and I mean, you guys are just just tanking the Champions League or in, uh, in the Premier League. Um, it, it's uh, I love, yeah, man, I love soccer. Bayern is struggling this year too, guys. They play tomorrow, I think, against Lazio, and it's uh, it's gonna be a tough game for them, man. There, I got some soccer talking nice okay let's do a non-soccer comment to finish off the show because poor people let's see remembering this is a podcast as well connor this is a this is a podcast we'll go to this one casey johnson my favorite announcer calling nfl games is kevin harlan from cbs i'm not familiar with him as long as you don't say ian eagleson i'm fine with that okay <laughs> kevin harlan he isn't he the guy my favorite's Akib Talib. Akib Talib does play-by-play. Yeah. No, Kevin Harlan. He does Westwood radio games too. He's the guy. He's got that distinct voice. He's the one who isn't Kevin Harlan. The one when there was the streaker in the Super Bowl that was like, "He's going to the thirty. Pull your pants up. Be a man." Isn't that <laughs> isn't that Kevin Harlan? I don't know. Oh no, you'll know who Kevin Harlan is. Come on. I'll give you his voice. I'll I'll play the audio of Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. Uh, let me go to YouTube. Guy, he's he's one of the most like he's he's got an iconic football voice. You'll know exactly who he is. I love that I click on YouTube and the first video it shows me is our live stream. Nice. He calls basketball as well. Okay. Let me find this, okay? All right. So he, he called it on the radio. So I'm going to sh- I'm just going to play the audio. Okay? I'm not going to play the I'm not going to put it on the screen. I don't want to get nailed for copyright. Oh no, I just screwed that up. Sorry guys. I didn't want to share a video file. I wanted to share my screen. Screen 2. Share audio. Nope. Not showing that. Okay, ready? Yep. yep. 20, 503 to go. Someone's oh. on the field. Some guy with a bra. <laughs> and now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those <laughs> pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides. 
at the one, and they converge on him at the goal line. I know, I know this, this guy. guy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. <laughs> I know, I know who that, that is. Great, iconic voice. I hope that didn't copyright us. God, I hope that didn't copyright Ugh. us. All right, guys, that's it. We are done. We're finished. We're through. We're gone. Comments going to go away. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Dear Passenger Podcast. Our girl Sarah is on with us tomorrow night. As always, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. I can't believe it's only Monday, but I'm in a good mood. Connor, tell me about those Red Sox. They're going to be, be legit, legit kid. kid. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.